Hey folks, welcome to the Battles of the First World War podcast. In my recap of the 2022 Meurs-Argonne battlefield tour in Mont in France, I mentioned that I had finally visited Ypres for the first time. There, Roger Stewart of Ypres Battlefield Tours took my friend Ryan and me on a day-long introduction to the Ypres salient. Roger showed us the major points of the old salient, as well as a few other spots, some on the map and others not. He was a fantastic guide. Roger knows the Ypres battlefields in and out. He's been guiding on the Ypres salient for well over a decade, and he also served as the chairman of the Royal British Legion's Ypres branch between 2014 and 2016. Roger laid wreaths at the Menin Gate during the last post ceremonies commemorating the Great War in 2014 and 2015. To really see him shine is when he guides you through the German cemetery at Langemark. He knows the cemetery so well that he has literally written the book on it. And that book is the subject of this book review episode. Reading about the First World War is an endlessly fascinating passion for me, and I do enjoy going down a World War I rabbit hole when the opportunity presents itself. When something interests me, I've always enjoyed doing a deep dive and learning everything I can about that one thing that holds my attention. Touring Ypres, I saw Roger's book for sale in the Cloth Hall shop, and then of course he told us about it during our day trip. There was no way I could now leave Ypres without a copy, so I picked one up at the Ariani Hotel. Roger's book is titled Studentenfriedhof to Soldatenfriedhof, a history of Langemark, German cemetery, and self-guided tour. For those listeners not yet familiar with German, the title translates to Student's Cemetery to Soldiers' Cemetery. Set in three parts, the book tells the story of the cemetery's evolution since its beginnings, provides a self-guided tour, and has an appendix of useful information in the final section. Langemark Soldatenfriedhof today is the final resting place for over 44,000 German soldiers of the Great War and is located on the outskirts of Langemark Polkapelle, Belgium. It is not the largest German World War I cemetery in Belgium. The Soldatenfriedhof in Menin holds that distinction, but it is the most visited. Between 2014 and 2018, nearly 1.1 million visitors walked the grounds of the cemetery. Roger notes in his book that of this number, some 42% were native English speakers and that practically every visiting British school group will have Langemark on its agenda. Roger puts these visits to the British and Commonwealth sense that visiting is the right thing to do out of respect and for remembrance. He also posits that the idea that the German soldier and the British and Commonwealth soldier were very alike is a common perception voiced by visitors. And this observation shows that the passage of time has had an effect in healing some of the war's hideous wounds. 
The formerly monstrous Hun of 1914 to 1918 is seen as a victim of the war today as well, much the same as the Tommies are perceived. Langemark Cemetery contains the graves of World War I German soldiers, but there are ties to the Germany of World War II. Langemark and the wrongly associated myth of the 1914 Kindermord with it became rallying cries for the Nazis in the 1930s and 1940s. The SS would even title one of its later so-called divisions, a unit of Flemish collaborationists, with the name Langemark. Langemark with a CK. As early as 1914, the Germans began burying their battlefield dead in the lands they occupied. In many places, they would bury their fallen next to local civilian cemeteries. As the mass death never stopped, however, the Germans began creating regimental cemeteries where units would bury their own away from the front lines and care for the graves. In the middle years of the war, the Germans standardized the design of the cemeteries, with Kaiser Wilhelm II himself weighing in on the subject. The Kaiser decreed that these grounds should be simple in design and harmonious with nature. To understand all of that, though, yes, of course, we have to take it back to the beginning. Langemark Cemetery was begun as a regimental cemetery in October 1914 by two separate German units. But during the course of the fighting in the Ypres salient, the cemetery and the village changed hands several times. Artillery plowed the landscape terribly in those years, churning the original cemetery nearly into oblivion by the end of the war. Langemark's fame was due initially to a German army communique released on the 11th of November, 1914. The communique stated that west of Langemark, so-called young regiments, had attacked and taken enemy lines while advancing arm in arm and singing the song Deutschland über alles. This is the infamous Kindermord, translated directly as infanticide, but more meaning the slaughter of the innocents in German World War I and post-war myth-making. And it was myth-making. Yes, there were raw regiments thrust into the burning maw of the First Battle of Ypres in October and November of 1914. Yes, they were rushed into battle and shot down by the thousands by the far more professional Tommies of the BEF. But the combat highlighted by the German army's communique did not take place at Langemark. It took place near Bixschut. Bixschut sounds very Flemish, but Langemark sounds very Germanic. So the German army went with Langemark, and the legend of the Kindermord was forever linked to it. German regimental cemeteries had many varying headstones and differing layouts, but the Kaiser's decrees dictated that, again, the cemeteries should be simple in design and harmonious with nature. 
The German military cemetery was to both blend in with the surrounding landscape, yet also have a delineating low wall or moat surrounding it to show that it was also separate. Langemark had both at one time, but in the post-World War II era has had its outer wall built up beyond its original height. Inside the cemetery walls, there was to be a grove of oak trees planted. Oak trees were purposely picked as they were a part of German mythology and lore, and the grove was to give the impression that within it, the souls of Germany's fallen youth could ascend to heaven. Studentenfriedhof to Soldatenfriedhof explains in detail how Langemark Cemetery was designed post-World War I with two sections, the Eichenheim and the Ehrenfeld, the just-mentioned Oak Grove and the Honor Field. The Eichenhain contained the original 10,000 burials of the cemetery. The Ehrenfeld was a slightly raised area in the northern part of Langemark Cemetery that contained three surviving German bunkers from the war. These bunkers had been part of the Wilhelmstellung defensive line that snaked through the Langemark sector during the war. In the 1920s, with Weimar Germany's economic chaos and shattered Belgium's neglect of the invaders' dead, Langemark Cemetery fell into a state of shell-pitted misery. German student groups, keen to tie themselves to the legend of the Kindermord, petitioned their government and countrymen in an outrage. The necessary funds were raised to rebuild and rehabilitate Langemark Cemetery. In 1932, with the restoration complete, and Nazi power on the rise, the Studentenfriedhof was inaugurated. The men lying within the cemetery would now be political tools for the various student groups, all of them soon to be absorbed into the Hitler Jugend and into Hitler's regime. With Germany's victories on the battlefield in the spring and summer of 1940, Adolf Hitler undertook to visit the conquered lands of France, and Belgium. He was setting foot on those lands out of reach to him when he was but a Bavarian corporal in the previous war. His travels brought him to a highly choreographed visit to Langemark Cemetery in June of 1940, just after Belgian, French, and British forces were defeated. Roger's book covers this 30-minute, one-time visit by the Nazi leader in good detail and with photos you will learn how the Nazi Germans covered up the fact that there are several Jewish names in the Listenraum, a room paneled in oak blocks containing the names of the original burials. You also quickly realize that when you walk the Buch Allee to enter the cemetery, you are walking where a devil set his cloven feet. Studentenfriedhof to Soldatenfriedhof finishes its first section on the Langemark Cemetery's evolution with the post-war changes made to it by a new generation of German architects. Gone is the Studentenfriedhof through conscious changes to its design and layout. Here now is the Soldatenfriedhof. There are still markers of the Nazi past in Langemark, and Roger's book tells you where to find them in the self-guided tour section.
The moods consciously sought by the cemetery's current design are those of futility and senseless death. The Germans who worked in the VDK, the Volksbund Deutsch Kriegsgräberversorger, the German War Graves Commission, in the 1960s and beyond sought to make a break with the past and try to limit the Nazi stain on Langemark Cemetery by focusing on the sheer scale of mass death it contains. It is interesting, then, that local signs and even Google Maps still use the name Studentenfriedhof for Langemark. One gets the impression that locals know the political and historical weight of the Studentenfriedhof title, but also know that it will attract attention. The self-guided tour section of Roger's book takes you through the cemetery and gives you a rich look into all of its design aspects. The useful information section at the end of the book answers some frequently asked questions and debunks some old myth truths surrounding the cemetery. For example, no, the Germans were not buried standing up. With the shifting of German views and attitudes in the decades since the end of World War II, there are more Germans visiting the Ypres salient nowadays. For years, most Germans visiting World War I sites have gone to Verdun, that city being closer to Germany itself, and it being another enduring symbol of the Great War. Of course, those who come to the old salient will likely stop at Langemark, given its history. So, coming out of the rabbit hole now, I'll say to you of the BFWWP community, is this not a hole you want to go down? It really is worth it. And you know what else is worth it? Touring the Ypres battlefields with Roger himself. Studentenfriedhof to Soldatenfriedhof, a history of Langemark German Cemetery and self-guided tour, is the title of Roger Stewart's book, folks. Links to it will be provided in the episode notes, and links to Roger's website will be provided as well. Go out and support the work Roger has done. It's well worth it. Questions, comments, or concerns, please don't hesitate to contact me at verdunpodcast at gmail.com or get at me on the Twitter at at WW1podcast. Check out the BFWWP website, firstworldwarpodcast.com, for some photos. And check out the Battles of the First World War podcast page on the Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you again soon. Take care.